wow, I should have known something like this was going to happen. And okay, I have a cold. My voice doesn't sound like itself and I'm so congested. Actually, time out. It's not that bad, but it's enough that it's, I'm congested. Like I, mm. but I should have known, like as soon as I'm like, I'm going to start this podcast, I'm going to film two episodes. And then I wake up in the morning and I sound like this. Oh, but, but here's the thing. A lot of people and myself included have taken something like this, a situation where you have a plan and then it gets derailed and you take it as, oh, this is a sign. This is a sign I shouldn't do it. This is a sign I shouldn't do a podcast because I'm sick and my voice sounds jacked up. <laughs> and it would just push the podcast back even further or my goal or my dream, whatever. But instead, I'm using this as an excuse. I can't remember where I learned this, but I'm using this as a reason to record. Like I'm taking this as a sign, like something really good is going to come out of the podcast and maybe there's like an evil force that like doesn't want it to happen. And I have to be the one to be like, no, it's happening. We are going to make it happen. And I'm going to show you nothing's going to stop it. I'm not going to let anything stop me from making this happen. So just a little mindset shift before we get into the Q and A's. Um, I... I'm excited to do a Q&A. I'm actually just taking questions off of my last questions box I put on Instagram. So I'm going to have to go look those up. Now, anytime I answer questions, um, I just want you to know, like, this, it's my take. It's just my opinion from the mind of Kim or my, in my eyes, this is my answer. Does that make sense? So it's not like the answer. It's about perspective. So this way, I think it's going to help you get to know me a little bit better. It's also going to maybe help us connect. I would love to start each episode with just like a weekly recap or what I'm loving, what I'm watching, that sort of thing. So I'm sipping on some vitamin C. It's actually called, it's called Well from Rookie Wellness. And then I sprinkled in a little bit of their immunity. I don't love the flavor of immunity, but I want the benefits of it. There's like zinc in there and some other like immunity boosting ingredients. So lots of vitamin C and it tastes, the well tastes really good. It's very like orange tangerine refreshing and then a little sprinkle of immunity. Like I said, not my favorite flavor, but the tangerine balances out. So we got that. I started watching Pepsi Where's My Jet on Netflix. And I honestly wasn't going to start this because I just watched the preview and I was like, ah, I got the gist of it. I can predict exactly what happens in this I'm not going to waste my time, but so many people recommended it to me. My mom actually was my mom. I know my sister did, um, another friend. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to watch it because I could just use a feel good story playing in the background while I scroll on my phone. Um, so I put that on and I'm, I, I don't know how many episodes it is, but I'm on episode two and I am really enjoying it. Like I, I, I love the back end of um, Pepsi's advertising because I worked for an advertising firm right after college, which, so it's really cool. Like my background is in graphic design. So I get it. Like you'd have to come up with ideas. <laughs> I haven't even told you what the documentary or doc series is about, but basically um, it has to do with a commercial that was aired for Pepsi. They had like this Pepsi points system where you could get points every time you bought Pepsi 
Um, like you would literally have to cut it off of the label. Remember, remember box tops? Does anyone remember <laughs> being like a 90s kid? Anyways, that was that was a really big thing in the 90s. That was their like rewards, like member rewards before that was a thing, before everyone was giving their email addresses to get rewards or like target circle. You know what I mean? That was the beginning. Wow, box tops, all that stuff. So, anyways, you would have to cut off this point on Pepsi to get like a t-shirt, it would be 80 points. Sunglasses, 200 points, whatever. But they had this commercial that shared all that. And then at the end, it showed a jet. Um, and it said 7 million points for the jet. And this one kid who watched the commercial, kid, he was like a college-aged young adult. He was like, wait. And he did the math on that. And he's like, wow, I could just, if I could get someone to, or a couple investors to help me raise the funds, like we could get a jet. And that would be a fraction of the price of an actual jet. And Long story short, Pepsi so far, I mean, like you get this all from the trailer. I'm not giving anything away and I haven't even seen the ending yet, but um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited about this now. Um, <clears throat> so the kid tries to fight and say like, hey, you advertise this. You said you would give me a jet and I have the points. Like you have to give it to me. And then, yeah, then they get into like a legal battle over this. But anyways, the advertisers or like the guy, the creative director back then was on, is on it. And I just think it's so cool how he talks about like, you know, what his ideas were behind the ads, what marketing was like in the nineties, a lot of the nineties nostalgia is in, is in this. Um, but yeah, I liked when they talked about like coming up with the ideas. Cause I always think that's really fun. Okay. So that's just one of the things I watched this week. I haven't finished it. I watched, um, the Galeen Maxwell episode I don't I don't even like talking about her because she's just a horrible person and I felt like it was kind of a recap if you were paying attention to that whole trial in real time and I did watch the Jeffrey Epstein stuff like years ago when that first came out so I felt like it was a review also I'm not on like the Christmas movie bandwagon yet I'm just trying to save those as it gets closer to Christmas because I feel like (laughs) I kind of overdo it but I am excited to get into these Q&As here. Someone said, how do you wax? <laughs> and which tool? Wax what? I, do, I don't wax anything. I've had my eyebrows waxed twice in my entire life. And the, the second time, the girl freaking burnt my skin so bad right under my eyebrow. And it was so raw and red that I never went back. And also like eyebrow waxing, I feel like it's out now. It's like microblading and not tattooing. Is that what it's called? I'm not up to date with that. But also if they're asking about waxing other parts of my body, no, I just, I don't. I'm sorry. (laughs) Should I? Maybe. Okay. Next question. Ab exercises when prego. Okay. Well, I have these in my Fit pregnancy program and in Mom Fuel, where we release new workouts every month. But um, my favorites, honestly, honest, honest, honestly, I don't love core workouts. Like they are not my favorite. I would prefer to just do moves that um, are kind of like secondary core exercises, right? So like even like a lunge, you're using your core to stabilize yourself, which is something you can do when you're pregnant, like a, a lunge, like lunging up and down, um, using your core to balance, right? Like those are my favorite types 
of ab exercises. You can also do like reverse planks, bridges, um, tabletop holds like bird dog. Those are like three of my go-tos. Okay. Next the other day. Okay. Nope. That's not going to be relevant for on here. Someone's asking about my pajamas. I did get pajamas from this brand called parade. They are so cute and very soft. And I've gotten lots of questions about them. How do you, sorry for my sniffles, how to keep up supply while working out and breastfeeding? Um, all right. So this is very specific to each person, but basically to what it boils down to is you need to be eating enough calories to produce the milk because it takes calories to make breast milk. So let's say you're eating 2000 calories and you're using just about 2000 calories between like your daily life and breastfeeding. And if you add exercise on top of that and you're burning another 400, your, your milk supply is going to drop. Like if your body's using that energy and those calories towards your workout, then you're going to see a drop in your milk supply. Now, like I said, specific to each person, it's different for each person. But what I have heard, seen, witnessed is that long steady state type of workouts, like running treadmill type, like, yeah, like long steady state cardio is like the worst thing you could do for breast milk supply. <laughs> I mean, maybe you've had a different experience, but this is just what I've heard and seen. Like I said, is that you're going to see the most exercise benefits with the most milk supply. If you can do shorter, more effective workouts, like a short hit workout or a total body strength workout, those that are going to target the most muscles or, you know, get that good anaerobic sweat and aerobic sweat in there. But basically the shorter the workout and the more effective it is, um, the better it will be for your supply. We don't want to be wasting time. Number one that you don't have, but also wasting energy on like a, going for a seven mile run, which you might be like, Kim, that's not what I was planning on doing. I mean, just for example, um, things like that are going to drain your supply the fastest. Uh, but if you're like, Hey, I'm training for a marathon. That's amazing. Let's just make sure you're eating enough calories. So you got to add, you know, a few hundred calories, maybe more. And it might be a little bit of a trial and error situation where you have to add or maybe track what you're eating just to see like, oh, on days when I had oatmeal for breakfast and then a protein bar after my lunch, like I had more supplies. Moving on. Is Blake potty trained? What's the best age you think? Well, number one, Blake is not. I actually, I made a reel about her being potty trained or like her potty training herself because she had started potty training herself. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And it was just like a blip. It was just like a fluke. Like she happened to have to pee and she was sitting down. So she's not potty trained. Best age. It's different for each kid. I have friends that have really irritated me by saying, oh, my son, he just got it. We, I just showed him like the potty and took off his diaper and it just clicked. Oh, okay. Well, that's great for that is No. That in my mind, that doesn't exist in my mind. Like, kid, like my children don't just get it. They just, they don't. <laughs> it took months for both Ayla and Rosie. Months and months. But with Blake, what I'm doing my third time around, I'm like, I am not stressing about this like I did before. 
It's going to happen when it happens. I do have some great friends that I am modeling what they used as like a, a child-led potty training experience, which doesn't that sound more enjoyable instead of you trying to force them to sit down? I'm sorry. If you've never potty trained before, or if your kid just got it, you're like, what is she ranting about? But basically I'm letting Blake kind of just know when it's happening. And I only like am actively potty training when I am available to clean up a mess. And what that looks like is I just take off her diaper and I show her where the potty is. And then I really am just chilling, playing with the girls. And I got my cleanup stuff ready in case she tinkles somewhere. How do you keep healthy with so many sicknesses going around? Hannah, I am sick right now. I'm not sure. And this is the thing that I hate. I try to figure out how did I catch, how did I contract this? Was it the neighbor that came over with her boogery nose? Was it when I went to the store? Like, like what could I have done to prevent it? Which is so silly because we can't go back in time and change things. So like why waste the time with that idea? Um, but what I do do, even when I'm sick is I'm just, and I know others around me are sick. It's that time of the year. I am just making sure I am taking my supplements. So this well drink with the vitamin C, I've been drinking that like every day for the last month and a half. I want to say two months, whenever I got it, it was like early October, um, <clears throat> eating well, eating lots of vitamin rich fruits, veggies, just making sure I am fueling my body. I'm hydrated, very simple stuff, getting enough sleep at night and not staying up too late when your body, think about it. When you're tired, you're not getting enough sleep. You're dehydrated because you're forgetting to drink water. Like that's when a cold is going to be like, Oh, this she's ready. Let's attack her immune systems down. Let's get her. So just making sure you're keeping up with like the day-to-day type of, you know, self-care whether it's rest, eating the supplements like I talked about. Um, I did start using, it's called Colodial Silver, but the brand is Sovereign Silver. And the Colodial Silver is supposed to be really great for your immune system. And my chiropractor and a couple other people recommended it to me. Yeah, just it's great to take if you feel something coming on, if you're currently sick or if you're healthy and just trying to prevent sickness. So I don't have any other secrets or like, um, tips other than that. Um, how do you recommend changing your nutrition to meet your fat loss goals? Ooh, well, I personally don't enjoy talking about fat loss because again, it's another one of those things that's very specific to each person. It's not one of my goals right now. I can only speak from my experience, folks. I am not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. One thing that I started doing that, um, really just drastically changed the way my body looked and felt. And it's so simple. My former self that was like really, really into fitness pre-kids, you know, like training for an hour to two hours a day, drinking the protein shakes, eating pro like counting macro or attempting to count macros. I hated that, but I was trying so hard to change the way my body looked in like 2014, 2015. And if I had heard this advice or this like tip, I would have been so angry. (laughs) Like, oh, you make it sound so, but here's the tip. I started listening to my body and eating intuitively. And 
Oh my gosh. I had heard people actually say this back in the day. And I was like, it just, it infuriated me. Cause I was like, no, no, it cannot be that easy. It cannot, your body just looks like that. That's just like how you are made. And like, it's not that easy. Like I was just so upset when I would hear someone say that. So if you're feeling triggered right now, I'm sorry. But when I got pregnant with Ayla, all of those like protein drinks, pre-work, like literally everything that I thought I knew about fitness became different. Not only like on paper, like people saying like, oh, you can't have pre-workout when you're pregnant or you can't like do burpees with on your belly, like, you know, when you're pregnant, obviously. But it was like my body told me like, heck no or heck yes to things. There was no gray area. It was no or yes. And having that loud internal voice just changed everything. It changed how I ate. It changed what I did during the day. It changed how I slept. It changed how I made decisions. And it was honestly like I didn't even have control anymore. It was my body telling me what to do, which of course was an adjustment. I was like, oh, I, my body, like my mind wants to work out. My mind thinks I should still be able to do, I want to be like the strongest pregnant woman ever. Like I want to do sprints. I want to do, you know, chin ups. I want to do like all these things, but my body was like, we're, that's a no, we're going to do something else. So it was really hard for me mentally, but physically. And then later mentally, I felt so much better. Like I felt so much better. And like today, now here I am years and years of pregnancy. Oh my gosh. I am pregnant and breastfeeding for like six years of my life. I think about that a lot. I'm like, wow, I've been changing diapers for six years, like more than six years. But now the way I feel and the, the way I enjoy my body and like, I like the way I look and I don't want to change it. And there's a couple of reasons I don't want to change it. One, because I'm happy with it, but two, I honestly don't care. I don't care as much as I did. So, okay. Back to the question. I did like, I feel like I look better postpartum than I did when I was pregnant. That's typically not the norm. But also like I have, I feel like I'm not pushing, like I'm not forcing something anymore. I'm just allowing and then also, you know, integrating fitness in a way that works for me, nutrition in a way that works for me. I'm listening to my body and what I want to eat, like how much I want to eat, how much I want to work out. That is my only outlook on that. Like my only answer I feel comfortable providing. And wow, I feel like that could be a whole podcast episode in itself. All right. Do you have any trips to mass planned? I do not. We definitely want to visit every single summer. I mean, why would I not? Like the girls are off from school. The weather is beautiful there. So maybe uh, not every summer we can plan on that, but it would have been nice to go back in the fall and even in the winter to do like a little Christmas, like, oh, it's snowing. Let's go to Massachusetts and like build a snowman and then gingerbread house and drink hot cocoa and then get back on the plane and go to Florida, come back to Florida. Um, I'm trying to plan a trip. It would just be like a quick weekend. It's just so hard when I go home, I'm doing like air quotes. When I go back home, it doesn't feel like home anymore because I have to stay with a friend and I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like I hate asking, can I stay with you? Everyone has like a life and I feel like I'm intruding and I don't, 
I mean, I don't want to say like, I don't feel like I have someone I can ask because I do. That would not be true. I just, it's a me thing. But I'm trying to plan something. We'll see. But right now the answer, no, nothing planned. Oh, Justin's brother's getting married next September. So we will be back for the beautiful month of September. Not the whole month, um, probably a week, like right after Labor Day. It's, it's just so nice at that time of year. Did you like being pregnant? Yes, I really did. Sorry, I'm trying to like creep on who asked me that because I'm pretty sure it's a man, which I'm like, why are you asking me that? Um, anyways, I love being pregnant for a few reasons. I mean, I also had reasons I didn't like pregnancy. Don't get me wrong. Like the nausea, <clears throat> no thanks. The extreme exhaustion in the first trimester, ugh. Like, I'll take third trimester any day over that first trimester. No, thank you. I'd rather be like nine months pregnant for nine months versus that those first 16 weeks for me, like morning sickness and like the more, mm -mm. that lasted for four months, like nearly half the pregnancy. <laughs> but I would rather be pregnant for nine months at full term. Like, I don't, I just, I love the curves. I love the way my body was like, Full. Like I felt like, you know, everything's just like full. I felt like, what's the word? Like super, just like abundant and like thriving. Like all my systems were like in full mode, which was kind of a pain sometimes, you know, when your gums are bleeding, when you floss or, you know, your, your sinuses are like working overtime for no reason, but just like that overflow, like abundant, flourishing feeling. Like I felt flourished. And then after I have a baby, I feel like depleted. And I'm like, how do I get that back? How do I flourish again? So I miss that. I really do. Somebody asked hospital bag items, please. This is giving me ideas for like, I feel like I have this as a blog post on my blog. I have a blog on my website. If you go to kimperry.com, there's a blog tab. This is one of them, hospital bag necessities. Honestly, we all overpack to give birth to a baby. We just do. It's, I mean, if you overpack for a weekend trip, you're definitely going to overpack for your hospital visit. Like the, I, I was, I should have done this. I knew I should have done it, but I was going to make a video after we were home from the hospital and go through my hospital bag while I was unpacking it and show what I used versus what I didn't because it was a few things that I didn't use. And I was like, wow, I really did not need this. And now, right now in my head, I'm, I can't even think of what it was. I'll go back and like look at my list and then tell you items you actually don't need at the hospital. You do, however, need chapstick and a hair tie. <laughs> so bring those. Somebody asked if Blake is in a toddler bed, starting to look for my daughter. All the feels. Well, funny you should ask. We've been having some crazy sleep situations with the girls. Nobody wants to go to bed. Nobody wants to stay in their bed. Why? Why now? Why now, children? We've been doing this for years. You go into bed, you go to sleep. Why are we switching it up? I honestly feel like it's a domino effect because and they feed off of each other. Like if Ayla's like, I don't want to sleep in my bed, then I don't want to sleep in my bed. Like, maybe we should want my bed. You know, they go down, they all copy each other, they all want to be like treated the same, so they act the same. Anyways, yeah, they're all fighting us in every way but Blake specifically we still have her crib we still have her little tent 
some nights she goes down in it easy. Some nap time she goes down just fine. Others, she's fighting us. So we have been letting her sleep in Rosie's toddler bed, which has been working out very well. Except if she wakes up. So we forgot to, so what would we do? Let her fall asleep there because that's just like less of a battle, less of a fight. Is it the right thing to do? Probably not. Samantha Day would not approve. Samantha Day is a sleep consultant. Go follow her. Samantha Day Sleep Consulting. She's all about like setting firm boundaries with the kids. But also if I, if I take like the 10, 15 minutes to make this like book that she talks about, I got to do it. But basically you take pictures of your kids getting ready for bed, brush their teeth, put on your pajamas, go to the bathroom, read a story. Mommy talks to me and you take pictures of this. You can act it out or like take pictures of one of your nighttime routines and then you print them out and make it into a book. So that when it's bedtime, you're like, okay, let's get our books. Okay, step one. And you show the pictures. And then when you get to read one book and they want to like, I want to go watch TV. You're like, nope, look at the book. See, the book says after we read, reread, we go into our bed and we say our prayers. So then it's not you telling them what to do. It's the book. All right. Back to the bed situation. After she falls asleep in the toddler bed, you're supposed to put the kid to sleep where they're going to wake up in the morning not not what I'm doing but anyways we move her when she's sleeping into her crib and then Rosie goes to sleep into her bed it's just but anyways Blake does fall asleep in it she kind of falls not out of it but like the last couple times I go in there she's got one leg completely off like foot on the floor but she's passed out and (laughs) it's so I gotta take pictures of it because it really is funny and adorable um but yeah, one of the times we did not move her and it was an accident. And I think it was like four something in the morning. She just woke up and wandered out where if she was in her crib and she woke up, she would just roll over and go back to sleep. But she wasn't in her normal environment. I am not ready to put her in a bed. Ayla moved. She would have stayed in her crib until she was like four, four years old. She was three and a half. Which is a small child. Like, I'm looking at Rosie, who's four now, and thinking about her, (laughs) Ayla, when she was three and a half, in a crib. And we only moved her into a bed because I was so pregnant with Blake, and I had read that you're supposed to make any, like, big changes, like, well before the baby comes because you don't want your child to think, like, oh, the baby came, so the baby stole my bedroom and I had to move. You want it to be, like, oh, I got this new big girl bedroom and then later a baby was born type of thing so we moved Aileen with Rosie and at the time Justin was like well it's silly if we move her her crib in there now because like then we're gonna have to do a bed later so might as well just do the bed now and I'm like looking back like maybe no Ayla was fine she moved into her big girl bed it was like a twin size bed at three and a half did fine she's an angel Rosie was climbing out of her crib at two and a half Oh, we were trying everything to keep her in there. And and we did. Like, I mean, like we just kept her. Actually, did, I think we took the bar off and gave her like a toddler bed eventually because we're like, all right, this is enough is enough. Just chill on your aerobics here, getting out of your crib. And we just gave her like the crib with like the bar in the front versus like the full on cage. I don't want to call the side. Uh, and then but it's just, I feel like it's different for each child, like what they need in that moment. I would say though, if they are trying to climb out or they're showing signs, 
don't just immediately say like, oh, big girl bed, because that's not always the case. Um, or if they're like, I don't want to go to bed. Like sometimes that's just a phase that might only last like a couple of nights, maybe a week. And after you get over that hump, they're going to bed like nothing. You just have to kind of show them like consistency, which can be very difficult. And it's so easy. I mean, I find myself doing this all the time, thinking that like something's going to be the magic trick to get them to sleep through the night. Like we thought about that with Rosie. She's in a taller bed. And Justin and I were like, well, maybe if we get her like a new bed, maybe if we get her like princess unicorn sheets and, you know, a new bed and we do wallpaper, maybe like this is me. Maybe she'll stay in her room. No, I'm sorry to break it to you. I'm sorry to break it to myself, but that is not the answer. That is not going to do the trick. But I know a lot of kids that at two, two and a half are staying in their beds. Like kids are different. Like look at Ayla. She just, she just stayed in her bed. She tricked us into thinking all kids were easy. Okay, next. I like this one. Do you exchange gifts with your husband for Christmas? If so, what are you eyeing? Yes, we exchange gifts. When I first read this question, I was like, that's a silly question. And then I was like, well, no, I, I get it. I get it. And now at this point in our relationship, we've been married nine and a half years. We've been together for 13 or 14. <laughs> Time is just going by so fast. Yeah. So this is like many Christmases. We've had, you know, so many Mother's Days, Father's Days, birthdays, just gift exchanging days that it's like, what are we? I mean, we're both adults. We're both buying things that we want when we want them or need them. And it's not necessary to exchange gifts. But for Christmas, so here's the thing. Justin is really good at gift giving. And I, so on that side of things, like he, he can just like see, I always ask him to, I'm like, Hey babe, what should I get my mom for Christmas? And he just like, will say, Oh, new oven mitts. And I was like, Really? And he goes, yeah, when we were over there, she said she needed a new oven mitts because when she was taking the turkey out, it was, and I was like, oh my, he's just really good with stuff like that. And he just has really good ideas that aren't even like ideas. It's just like so obvious to him. It's, I don't know. It works. It's great. So he gives me gifts that I didn't even like realize I needed. Like I might've mentioned something like he's really good at paying attention to details and remembering uh, but he did ask me to make a list this year because he's like, what do you need? What do you want? <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, I will make a list. Um, and then with him, I kind of just get like a refresh. Like he doesn't ever like go out and treat himself to like the little things like tweezers. Like he steals mine. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he would. I would love to get him like a brand new like toiletry tweezer type of set. I feel like he would really use that. He uses like things he uses daily that need needs upgrades. Underwear, like basic shirts, sneakers. Oh, he's so overdue for a pair of sneakers, but he's kind of picky. So anyways, we exchange gifts. What's on my list? Here's the thing. I heard a podcast and I was like, ooh, that's a good idea. And it was Trillian Johnson's podcast. And she said every year she asks her kids and her husband for a handwritten letter and or video from them like a message so just say like I mean you can write whatever you want but I feel like it's gonna be like an appreciation letter or video and not so much I mean like her she said this was her idea because words of affirmation is like her love language for me it's more of like having that memory of that moment or that 
point in time because she talked about how she still has everything and she looks back at them and I'm like, oh, that would be so amazing if my kids started like Ayla can like right now. She needs a lot of help spelling words, but I'm like that, like some of the stuff she's made me like if we did one letter every year for on Christmas, like from now until she's 20 and then I go back through the years and like, look at what she wrote me. Like, I'm like, that is so sweet to me. So I, and even Justin, I'm like, that'd be so cute if him and the girls did like a video together for me. Like I would cry number one, <laughs> but also being able to like watch it back. I, I also feel like I'm kind of like not sentimental, but like I noticed I've enjoyed stuff like this in the past. Like anytime I get, when I was a teacher, I would randomly get either like a note from a student, a card, maybe around the holidays, a thank you. And they would write me something and be like, hey, you've been a really great teacher. And I mean, I loved having you as my teacher, like literally something so simple. And I would just, that means so much because we kind of hear it, like we know it, but like hearing it, seeing it written out is a big deal. Also, I would save everything, every like little positive message and I would put it in a folder. And this is like, I suggest this for teachers. I learned this at a teaching conference. You keep it all. And this woman, she called it like her sunshine folder. But when you're having a bad day, just to pull those out and remember, it's just a bad day. Like you are a good person. You are a good teacher. The kids still love you. Or maybe like this is a part of motherhood that's really hard for you. And if you have that note to look back on, a video to just watch and just be like, wow, I am I am a good mom. And I like they love me. There is so much love here. And I'm just having a bad day. Okay. So that was a little bit of a tangent. That's on my list. I really want acupuncture for Christmas. I've never done it. I think it'd be cool. If you are looking to add something to a wish list and you're like, oh, I want to like get my hair done, have them book the appointment, like bonus points for booking it. Double bonus points if they watch or plan childcare. That is the gift, the gift of the season, like the ultimate gift. I would like to try acupuncture, but I want to do like a couple's massage. Like I value quality time and I would love for Justin to buy me a massage with him. Like we could go together. We could go together and he has someone lined up to babysit and we go and get a couple's massage. Like that would be so cool. Also little random things. I should be writing this down because it's just right up in here in my head. I want a pretty tea kettle. I've been using my kettle to make my hot water for tea instead of the Keurig. And for a few reasons, one, it reminds me of my Nana, (laughs) Nana, rest in peace. But also, I don't know. I just don't like the thought of like the how I don't really understand how Keurig's work. And I'm just like, well, let's just heat up water with the stove, not the microwave. And I don't like the way my current kettle looks on the stove. Not that it looks bad, but I'm just like, there's so many pretty kettles out there. And that's something I wouldn't buy for myself, but I feel like would be a nice gift for me. Or maybe, you know, a tea drinker that could use a kettle. (laughs) I always want new workout sneakers. The two pairs I currently have, honestly, are not doing it. I love my Adidas, Adidas Star, Adi Star. I don't even know. I love them, but they're more for like running or walking. The way that like the sole is like molded, like it's kind of like a rocking horse. Like your foot wants to just step forward. So great for walking, running errands, but agility, like back and forth type of movements, they're not made for that. And then my other white Adidas, I don't know why I like Adidas, it's just my thing right now. Um, they have no support. Yeah, very minimal support. They're lightweight, which I like. They go with everything because they're all white, but they are minimal support in the like sole, but also like all the way around. What else did I have on my list? I've been eyeing 
a couple things from Lululemon, which is again, something I would always want. I'm like, that's nice, but like, I don't need it. So I'm not going to buy it, but I think I'm going to wrap it up here. We do have more questions. Maybe there'll be a part two. We'll have to do this again, but those are some of the answers to your questions. I am so glad you listened and tuned in today and I will see you in the next one. Bye.